This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. My name is Gianna, and today I've practiced his last name several times, but in the last minute of the introduction, I still may butcher it. We have Anthony Gilio. Hey, you got it. Way to go. Go me. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to share your story with us today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me to be here today. Appreciate it. You betcha. Um, so take us back to the beginning. Who are you? Where are you from? What market are you in? How'd you grow up to be a real estate agent? Oh, yeah. You know, I always aspired to be a real estate agent. I'm actually originally from the East Coast. I'm in the Boston area. Um, okay. I currently live in Minnesota, though, in Minneapolis. Uh, I, um, I got started, though, in, in Boston in real estate. Um, Back in 2009, I, I got in the uh, financial world and, and that financial world just crashed in 2009. And I said, hey, why don't I get into something a little more secure, yeah. uh, like real estate? And at the time, everyone was like, hey, why are you choosing real estate as a career? Um, that's just not going to work out for you. Um, but I just really had a passion for real estate. Uh, I needed to make a career change. Uh, real estate was just something I was always interested in. So I got into real estate in 2009. Um, I did really well. Uh, after a couple of years, I decided, hey, let's, uh, let's take this to the next level. Let's get my broker license. Um, I ended up buying a, a real estate franchise, uh, running that for a few years. And then I made the decision to uh, fall in love and chase a woman out here to Minnesota. Uh -huh. um, and did then it work I, out? I didn't. It didn't oh, work good. out. Good, good, good. I was hoping we weren't with just some uh, somebody else or no one and we're just out in Minnesota. No, still, but, so you know, all good. things happen for a reason. And now mm -hmm. I'm stuck here in Minnesota. I'm like, now what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, and I um, was still doing real estate. I was actually... Uh, still doing real estate in uh, the Boston area. And I was flying from Minnesota to Boston uh, for two years, back and forth. After that, it just got to be too much. Um, so I sold my uh, real estate uh, franchise and uh, got my license here in Minnesota and kind of really had to restart my whole business all over again, mm -hmm. um, which wasn't easy. Um, when you um, put all your time effort into building your real estate business on, in one market and then have to do it all over again. It just kind of, um, it, it took a lot of energy, uh, to just re reboot my business. And when I did it here in, in, uh, the Minnesota market, I kind of started more of a part-time cause I had other business ventures to begin with. And what I realized is you really can't do real estate part-time if you want to be successful. Um, so in 2019, I, I committed to doing real estate full-time. Um, 
around that time, um, I also actually 2000, let's, let's go to 2020. I made the decision to join EXP. Uh, I've been with the same franchise for 11 years. Uh, great franchise, uh, Remax. Everyone probably knows Remax. Sure. Uh, yeah. It treated me well, loved it. Nothing, nothing negative to say about that, but it just, it was time for a change. Uh, EXP, uh, just had some really good opportunities for me and what I was looking to do in my career. Um, and so I really committed uh, to doing real estate full-time. EXP just was just came around at the right time for me and my business. Uh, within a year, um, as you know, I became an icon agent, which just being in a new market, uh, being with a new company, just being able to get up to speed so quickly uh, mm -hmm. Just uh, I'm just really proud of what I've been able to accomplish in such short amount of time. So, um, yeah, and I guess that's why we're here today, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely why. And, um, you know, we, we get to talk all things Icon and it's going to be great. You know, super excited to um, dive into that with you. But before we do, Anthony, you know, we talked about that transition to EXP. Um, tell me some of your favorite things about EXP, why you like it here, why you stay. And then we'll go into a little bit of work-life balance, what that looks like for you. Yeah. So, you know, obviously when you start comparing, you know, EXP to some other, other brokerages, what really made me make the transition was um, a, a few things that stood out uh, for EXP is the, the one brokerage model is that EXP is just one brokerage across all, you know, all states. And for me, I still hold a license in Massachusetts, right? So I'm licensed in, in both Minnesota and Massachusetts, and I still practice in both states. So being part of EXP, I can still uh, sell in both states and not have to be part of different brokerages. And that was really important to me. And EXP gave me that opportunity. Um, also, um, you probably have heard this many times, the the opportunity to make different revenue streams with. Yes, um, right? Yeah. Mission, revenue. Uh, for me, it's, well, for me, it's four because. Um, What's the secret fourth one? Well, the fourth one is I run a team. Okay, awesome. And that was one of the driving forces as well as I really um, had a desire to form a team and EXP mm -hmm. gave me that, that um, the structure to be able to form a team. Um, and so I, I get uh, residual income, obviously, from the team that I, I run. Um, and uh, so just all these different revenue streams from my team, from um, obviously the stock, from RevShare, um, it's just, it's, it's just, it was just a no brainer. Um, mm -hmm. now making changes and easy, uh, it took me a good eight months from when I was first introduced to the idea to switch to making that change. Um, uh, I had a good friend who actually, who I run the team with, um, had made the switch eight months earlier and he kept, you know, almost weekly, um, imploring me to make this change. But, you know, I, it's such a big decision, but ever since I made that change, I mean, my business has uh, never been uh, better. I've never sold more homes in my real estate career. It's just, it's just has been uh, probably the best decision for my real estate career. So uh, yeah, uh, obviously um, other reasons to join EXP is the, the virtual work environment. Now it's not going to be for everyone, right? Now I'm more established in my real estate career than maybe someone joining, just getting into real estate, but mm -hmm. brick and mortar, um, 
I don't need an office. I don't need to go into an office. And really, I feel like it's more of a waste of time for me to spend time driving to an office, sit down, getting distracted by people at the office. I get to just get out of bed and get right to work every day and have my own dedicated workspace at my home. Um, yeah. So that helps you focus more. Like you almost prefer this remote environment. It doesn't bug you. Absolutely. That order. Absolutely. I mean, most real estate agents, at least most successful real estate agents I know are self-starters. They can work independently. They don't need the help of other people around them. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people are migrating to EXP. They love that virtual work environment, right. which also keeps the cost down, right, for uh, joining EXP. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't beat the, the, the monthly uh, commitment fee um that you pay it's it's really basically free if you ask me compared to <laughs> to what other uh brokerages are charging i mean i know my remax commitment was was very costly let's just put it that way Absolutely. Um, so uh i couldn't be happier i just i just couldn't be happier being here that's awesome. No, I'm super, I'm super excited that, uh, you know, you're, you're a big fan of XP. Obviously that's why you're here. That's why you stay. And Anthony, let's dive into your work-life balance now. Right. So, uh, what does that look like for you? Where do you draw the line between work and play and, you know, prioritize the things that matter to you while also being such a high producer? Yeah. So, uh, to be honest, that's something I am still working on, you know, as, as someone who just really loves to work, um it's just me and my dog right now right so i'm all about work at this point in my life and and to 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 sell you know a lot of homes i think in my icon year i think i i had 37 homes myself and then my team we had you know 110 homes so it's been a lot of work to get to this level um and i don't have the best work-life balance however um, I do make time when needed. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it's learning to, when to say no to certain people. Um, unfortunately, when you want to sell a lot of real estate and you're working a lot of incoming clients, you have to, you have to work a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be willing to say yes more than you say no. Right. And it's, me, that's what it was. Yeah. And it, it'll run you into the ground if you don't draw that line, Anthony. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, how are you sure to avoid burnout mode for yourself? Yeah. Well, you know, I take, I take days off when needed. Like this past weekend, I took two days off. I just shut mm-hmm. everything off um, and spent a couple of days with my girlfriend and we just, I did nothing while we went mm-hmm. and just spent the day together. Sure, um, sure. And so I have that ability to just say, hey, no showings, no incoming uh, clients, no leads, nothing, you know? But I don't do that often, you know? I, I wait until I get to that point of, hey, it's it's time to take some time off. Um, but you're right, it is, this, this, this business will burn you out. Um, but the great thing about real estate is, is I have that flexibility throughout my week you know, to pick and choose which day I want. Um, because it's not, I'm not working every single minute of every single day. Right, um, right. There are some days where like, I'll have a few hours in the day to just go run some errands or go mm-hmm. fishing for a little bit. 
Um, and then maybe later on in the day, like yesterday, for instance, I had my whole morning free. And then at the afternoon all the way to, I think I got home at nine o'clock at night from showings, you know? So my first half of the day was, was pretty much open. And then the, the second half is all business, you know? So it's not like I don't wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and then work all the way till 10 o'clock at night. You know, I can break up the day, but I would say most weeks, there's not a day that there's not something to be done in real estate. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's always um, a way to be influencing that sphere of influence or driving more leads or, um, you know, connecting with, with people you didn't know. And now you do know, you know, making sure to invest in that that circle of people that know, like, and trust you. And Anthony, let's talk a little bit about production now, right? So you're in two different, two different states, which is pretty exciting. Another benefit of being with EXP. So um, what do those housing prices look like? And about how many homes do you need to be uh, hitting to be able to cap? So in um, my primary market is Minnesota. So I, I really just have my license active in Massachusetts, just in case friends and family, you know, want to, um, you know, sell a house. Um, so my primary market being Minnesota, the average sale price here really is almost all over the mark, it's all mm -hmm. over the place. But right now I think my average sale price is around 300,000. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to cap, um, you have to do about 3 million in, mm -hmm. in sales. Awesome. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. It's a great way to gauge, um, you know, what the markets look like in order for listeners and other icons to kind of be able to relate and what, what kind of work you have to pour into obtaining this elite status, you know, top 2% mm -hmm. of uh, the brokerage. So uh, Anthony, my next question is going to be, you know, to be able to get all that cap back in stock, you also have a cultural commitment. So you have to be a mentor coach, um, whatever that looks like. So what avenue do you pick for that and why? So I'm a certified mentor. Um, and so that's the avenue I chose because I was already a certified mentor. So that was just a no brainer. Um, and I have, um, a mentee under me already, uh, which is nice. Um, yeah. I'm open yeah. to taking more. Um, one of my passions is training, um, and teaching, which is another reason why I wanted to uh, form a team is I, I enjoy helping other people grow their business. Um, what I've learned, it's interesting since we're kind of on this topic, is in forming a team, in helping other people in the mentorship program, um, is you can't want it more than somebody else. Um, mm -hmm. I'm available to mentor and to teach and train, but if the person on the other end doesn't want it as much as you want it, then it's not going to be helpful or effective. Right. Right. Um, you know, it's like, well, why some people succeed and other people's don't? I have some people on the team that are really successful and some people on the team that aren't. And it's like, what makes them different? Right. Mm -hmm. and what makes some of the mentors on my, uh, the people I mentor, you know, fail, you know, and it's like, well, you can't want it more than them. You know, I can tell people to do things. I can show people how to do things, but if they're not implementing, if they're not having that same drive, you know, I can't, it, it, it comes out of my hands, you know? Right. 
Right. And you have to be coachable. You have to be a self-starter with EXP or you're probably not going to see the same success that a lot of um, icon agents have been able to um, achieve here. But, you know, of course, there's a lot of work that goes into it. It matters who you surround yourself with. It matters those mentors and accountability partners. And uh, Anthony, with iconing comes a lot of great benefits, right? You receive that cap back in stock, the opportunity mm -hmm. to go to EXPCon and shareholders and a big glass shiny trophy uh, with some monetary value behind that baby. So uh, what is your favorite part about iconing and why do you set that on a list of standards for yourself year after year? It was really just, um, a, I honestly didn't even set that as a goal at the beginning to, mm -hmm. I, I mean, if you want me to be completely honest, um, you know, I, my first goal was, Hey, I just want a cap, you know, I just want a cap. Yeah. I and want that I commission cap. for myself. <laughs> And then I capped and I was like, oh, well, that was cool. Well, then what's next? You know, and I was like, well, why not icon? And then yeah. I was like, well, I don't know if I'll even make icon. And then like, that's a, sudden, a tough goal. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, icon, I, I could do that. And so um, I made icon pretty quickly in my icon year. And I was like, mm -hmm. that was, I'm not going to say easy because it wasn't easy, but I was like, well, that was pretty cool. And mm -hmm. The only thing I was thinking, I, I'm not a, I'm not about the trophy. I don't really care about the trophy. In fact, all the trophies that and plaques that I got for Remax, they I don't have them anymore. They're, they're, I threw them away. They were paperweights. They don't need them. The money is really what I care about. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I want the money. I mean, I want the stock. You know, mm -hmm. the, the the chance to win, uh, the opportunity to have the sixteen thousand dollars in stock was really the driving force. Like, hey, yeah. that's what I really want. Um, but that's that's brutal honesty for you. No, I love it. That's what I want on this show is transparency and honesty. And um, I like that, you know, you, you weren't even shooting for your first year, but here you are. And so it shows everybody that, you know, that's obtainable. It's possible if you put your mind to it, set it on your list of goals, write it down um, and get it done. And Anthony, obviously, you've got a lot of production going on. So you've got a lot of tasks, a lot going on, lots on your plate. You've got a team. I mean, just there's so much to juggle here. So do you have any like assistance or virtual assistance or anything of that sort? I don't. I okay. do everything on my own right now. You're crazy, Anthony. Um, so if you could, you know, what would be some of the first things that you would um, like get off your plate, right? Like what are some things for those that are maybe watching right now? Maybe they do have a virtual assistant or an assistant and they're like, gosh, like what should I be leveraging out to them to be able to spend more, more time on my production, more time on, um, you know, revenue generating things. What are some, some of your tasks that you would first, you know, kind of let go of and uh, save yourself some time with? Yeah, so you know, it's tough because I'm I, I, I'm a micromanager, right? Oh um, no, Anthony! I know, I know, and it, I feel like from myself when I give up anything that that uh, makes me good at what I do, for instance, the back end stuff. You know, that's important. The paperwork. Mm -hmm. If you give that up. And, and outsource it to somebody, are they going to do it as good as you, right? The right. Communication and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, if I, uh, all that tedious paperwork, because, you know, um, when you get a, a file or an offer accepted, that um, that has to 
we've sent into exp and all the documents and um you know who takes care of that well right now me yeah. at night or early in the morning or when i have some free time and could that free me up to do more more things of course it could mm -hmm. uh, and as i look uh, forward into my life when I do have eventually a family, right? Do I want to do that in my free time? Probably not. I want to probably spend right. more time with loved ones, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, having someone to take care of all that and all I'm doing is just meeting up clients and writing offers up, you know? So that's probably yeah. something I yeah. Have yeah, it's definitely something to be considering, especially as a high producer as you are, Anthony. And for those that are watching, you know, um, maybe you're a micromanager. Maybe we'll get Anthony onboarded with a with a VA or, you know, a real life assistant and we'll check back in and in six months and see how much uh, his business model has changed. Right. Talk to him um, about letting go of some of that control. I mean. It's it's tough, Anthony. But my friend Skyly, I interviewed her the other day. I don't know if I have her quote sitting right in front of me, but she said, you may be the best at it, but are you the best at it if it's not getting done? Oh, true. You know, should you be focusing on some more social media? Should you be focusing on following up some more of the leads on your website? You know, um, CRM, uh, ISAs. So um, just kind of some different stuff to consider, um, you know, because all I do is talk to icon agents all day, every day assistant i don't i mean do you know anyone that does that stuff mm, no just kidding yes of course i do um sphere rocket's like number one virtual assistant service in the world right now anthony are you kidding me in the world that's out of actually out of this world because we're like a spaceship right sure Right. But um, no, it is it is cool. And there's absolutely no pressure there. But uh, it's a good question to ask, you know, for those that are listening, looking to become a higher producer, you know, where are some of your I don't want to say weak points, but, um, you know, where are some of the points that you could be leveraging stuff out? You know, should they be looking at, you know, doing the same thing, letting go of those processes, things that are taking up some of their free time or, um, you know, when you why should that be taking up your quote free time, Anthony, right? When you should be recharging or, uh, you know, you could be taking care of yourself. I mean, because free time is such a premium right now, I should mm -hmm. I should be uh, trying to enjoy, you know, some of that free time. In fact, I was having a conversation with one of my mortgage professionals about you know, trying to, uh, how, how premium free time is and how we should be enjoying more of it instead mm -hmm. of uh, putting it into our work. Um, and so, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, no, no, of course. And I, you're a micromanager, right? So I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to twist your arm, Anthony, because, um, you know, it, sometimes it just feels better to be in control of it. But when that time comes, like you said, when you've got a family and you um, maybe have little ones running around and free time becomes um, far more than a premium, it becomes a rarity, right? Yeah. Um, you know who to, who to call and to, um, you know, who to leverage into for some advice. If, if virtual assistants are the plan for you, if not, then we won't sell you one. We don't care. But, um, you know, for people to know that it's an option, whether you're listening, whether you're Anthony, whether you're, um, in real estate or not, right? So uh, it's pretty cool to just kind of see, you know, the different things that way, different agents down as far as, um, you know, the, the type of person they are, how they like to run business, how they like to manage and so on. So uh, that's a good question, but I'm not coming at you like a person and a kiosk at the mall, right? Like, hey, Anthony, <laughs> try this sample. Let me sell you something. It's just uh, a good way to gauge 
for listeners. So um, my next question, Anthony, is going to be, um, you know, for somebody that's coming up to you and they, they want to pick your kind of mentor slash coaching side of your brain and they say, hey, Anthony, you know, I want to be an icon agent my first year here. What are some goals they need to be setting out on for that or some major mistakes to avoid? How is that? Is that possible for them? Is that achievable? For your first year? I mean, are they a first year in real estate or are they first year at EXP? I mean, either, either, or you tell me who you're talking to. I'm all about setting realistic expectations, right? Love that. So let's do it. Well, I mean, it's tough. Yeah. Re- mm-hmm. So, okay, here's, here's situation. So last year, um, when, uh, well, about a year and a half in the team and last okay. year we had an incredible amount of growth on our team. Okay. And so we had a lot of new agents come on mm-hmm. to the team. And, and I think a lot of new agents that just joined the business just because they saw the real estate market was great, you know, my real estate license. I'm going to make millions of dollars, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, where are they getting this expectation, right? They're, they're getting mm-hmm. it from friends. They're getting it from family. They're getting it from billboards they see out there that real estate agents make millions of dollars. What they don't, they just see the tip of the iceberg. They don't see everything below the surface that to be a successful real estate agent, you, you need to work super hard. You need to be able to deal with rejection like on an hourly basis, right? You need to have yeah. thick skin and not be able to take things personal. So they're getting I do. Ready. Every time somebody tells me no, it makes me want to cry just a little bit, like not even exaggerating. I hate it. You want to cry. I'm telling <laughs> you, like, you just got to keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've had some conversations with people who have joined the team and maybe they just haven't it hasn't turned out the way they expected and one of the conversations was like hey you know how do you think things are going and the response was i thought this was gonna be easier and i'm like well why did you think that you know where did you have this understanding of our business right yeah and i feel like that's what a lot of people coming into this business uh, think that real estate is easy and that is the complete opposite of this business and maybe for some it is that like you just have been alive for a whole heck of a lot of time and you know a whole lot of people who just happen to buy, want to buy and sell homes and you just got thrown into a really cool situation. Great. Yeah, of course. That is such a rarity, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to really uh, get into this business and succeed, you have to work every single day and fight for everything. It's such a competitive business, right? And if you don't have that mentality, like a shark mentality where you're going out there every day looking for food, you're not going to succeed. And another thing, because I'm really passionate about this and I really wish people joining this business would understand is you have to show up every single day, Mm -hmm. show up. And when I say show up, like get out of bed and just work, you know, like there's so many people joining this business that think they can just like sleep until noon every day and then just wake up and be like, okay, where's the business? No, just show okay, up. wake up and sell houses. Where am I going? Be consistent on a daily mm-hmm. basis of what you're doing to try to get business. And yeah, if it doesn't work on day one, do it again on day two. And be consistent and show up. And eventually, over time, that consistency of showing up will turn into business. 
And when I got into the business in 2009, I, I joined Remax and they said, okay, well, welcome to real estate. Uh, now go find business, right? And they gave me a, a training book. It was called The 100 Days to Greatness. And it was from Brian Buffini. Great, great class. And we took the class and they were like, okay, now go find business. And mm -hmm. I was tasked to go and find my own business. And my first full year, I think I sold um, 18 homes in my first full year of real estate, right? And I was like, oh, that was, that was pretty good. I think I can be successful in this business. But nowadays, people come in and they join and they go, what kind of leads are you going to give me? You know, I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? What kind of leads am I going to give you? Go on and get your own leads. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not supposed to hand deliver you business. Yeah. You're supposed to go out and get your own business. You know, I mean, I can go on Facebook and get you some like people who are never going to buy a house if that's what you want. But like everyone wants something hand delivered to them so when you ask me that question like well how am how are you gonna like uh what are you gonna sell someone who wants to become an icon each like it's like okay well mm -hmm. where are they coming from where what, what place are they starting at right so if they're starting as a brand new agent set realistic expectations number one and are are they willing to do the work I think those are the two things. Like, are you willing to do the work, show up every day and, and deal with the rejection, the humiliation that comes with this business? I mean, every day I get shot down and every day I have to remind myself that, hey, um, I have to have a short memory. You know, I have to go to sleep, wake up the next day and do it all over again and probably face rejection again the next day. Yep, but, and just yeah, be better from it, a little thicker skin. Yeah. Not going. But some people get rejection and like, oh, I give up. I give up. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you going to meet your goals if you give up? Right. I get sad when people are like, I don't want to be on your podcast. I'm like, why? It's free. We're just talking about you. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about saying no, but I was like, no. Oh, I know. I have a couple of minutes to spare today. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't say no, Anthony. I would be crying right now for a time slot. Um, <laughs> well, no, that's great advice. And, you know, you've just got to get back into it. I like what you said about consistency. I wrote that down, um, you know, to be able to share on on other episodes, like kind of like how I referenced Skyly earlier. Um, but that consistency, it will bring business and, you know, that accountability for yourself and getting out of bed and working towards it, generating leads, whatever that is, because uh, it's not just going to come to you. And Anthony, when you were first introduced to eXp, were you ever skeptical of it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What was your thought process on it? So it's interesting. I was introduced to eXp in 2000, I believe 10 in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. um, I knew a guy that was like, hey, I'm part of this eXp company. And I'm like, what is an eXp, you know? And it was really a no-name brand back in, I think, 2010, 2011. I can't remember the exact year. And the guy that I knew that was a part of eXp was not, was just kind of, I don't know. He's kind of odd. I, if you want me to be honest. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Like it seemed kind of cool, but I was like, I don't, it's not something I would really be interested in. So I just kind of put it out of my mind. And then when I was here in Minnesota, um, there were at the time I joined, there were 300 agents 
um, that were at EXP. But um, a lot of uh, people that I knew in from my former company had started to leave and go to EXP. So there were people that I maybe had respected in the industry going to this company, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's when I started to look at it a little more closely and say, oh, okay, well, a, it looks on the surface, looks, it passes all my checks and now people I know are leaving and going. So I feel like it's, it's legit. Now, I believe here in Minnesota in the year and a half since I've been here, I, I believe there's over 1500 agents. Uh, don't quote me on that, but there's a lot more than 300. <laughs> so we got a lot. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's facing rapid growth. There's a reason for that. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So, you know, Anthony, you were kind of skeptical of EXP. You poked some holes in it. Then you made the move over here, right? And it's it's been awesome for your business, awesome for, um, you know, your wealth as far as stock goes, you know, all good things happening. So as far as that goes, um, you know, what would you have either gone back in time and said to yourself to make you make this move sooner or to somebody watching that, right? watching this right now and they're thinking about making the move, but they hear things like, Oh, EXP is a cult. It's a pyramid scheme. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, but they mm -hmm. see the greener grass. So how would you help somebody understand that this is a good business move for them and uh, get them over here just a little bit sooner? Well, it might not be the best business move for them though. Right? Like I, I'm not, I'm not of the mindset that like EXP is for everyone because it, mm -hmm. it probably isn't right. Um, EXP is, um, it, it's great for me and it's great for a, a lot of people that have come here um, and, and for many reasons, um, but like I should have come here sooner. I really yeah. should. And the reason being is for a lot of things we talked about. Um, one thing I didn't know that um, was here that um, maybe isn't talked enough about <clears throat> Is all the training you know the mm -hmm. training um is such a untapped and untalked about i feel um uh opportunity or um that that exp has is we have about 15 to 20 training classes a day all here in our in our university that i have mm -hmm. access to right all from from my computer right yep uh, whereas if other companies, you might, you might have a, a couple, maybe a week, I don't know, a few a week, but I can get training on just about any topic I need. Um, you know, there's a saying, the more you learn, the more you earn. And if you really want uh, the knowledge and the education, um, you have so much, uh, so much training here at EXP. Um, and I think um, just having access to that um, just really can help a lot of agents like myself, um, just, uh, really help their business, increase their production. That's awesome. Absolutely. Anthony. And, um, you know, EXP has, has a model that, you know, if you're at your own brokerage and you're coming over and you're like, oh gosh, like, you know, that sucks. Now I have to pay back into it instead of just like, you know, I'm the broker, but that's, that's false. Somebody I talked to on this last episode only had to pay $7,500 in expenses because they were able to get that cap back because they were, um, you know, you have so much access to so much technology for $85 a month versus, um, you know, you're paying for that and providing for that for your brokers. It's, it's such a different, um, 
world exp and like you said the training the collaboration the accountability it's incredible and you're really not going to find that anywhere else yeah i think um i think a lot of people stick with their brokerage um due to some weird sense of loyalty right? yes mm-hmm. i don't understand i mean i understand it in a way they feel loyal to their broker right but their broker's making money off you right what are they giving you in return? Um, I, I just, you got to get over this whole loyalty thing because mm-hmm. they're broke looking out for them, right? You got to look out for you. You got to look out what's best for you. I owned a brokerage and people left my brokerage and I understood, you know, my brokerage right. doesn't always fit their needs, mm-hmm. right? They went and left to another brokerage that was better fitted for them and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. It feels like um, as a broker, you feel like you lost it. You invested all this time in them and trained them and taught them some things, but it's things, right? Purely it's a business decision. Yeah. I run the team now and people leave my team and go to another team and it stinks. Mm -hmm. It hurts. Right. But you know, it's part of this business. I get it. You know, I don't, you know, we wish them well and say, Hey, you know, if the door is open, if you want to come back sometime, this is, that's how this business is. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't owe me anything, you know, uh, they're here as long as they want to be here. And if they want to leave, go for it. And, but some people stay with a brokerage, even if it doesn't make financial sense for them, just because of some weird loyalty thing. And it's like, you have to look out for you and your future. Like I started thinking, okay, what about my future in my, uh, when I get many years down the road, I want to have you know, money for retirement and passive income. And um, and I didn't necessarily join yeah. the XP to be a recruiter, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like too busy selling real estate to go out and actively try to find other agents to sponsor. Right. I've been able to sponsor a couple here and there, and that's fine. But that wasn't my main focus of joining EXP. And I know some people make that their main focus great good for them that's that's their goal in life mine is i want to sell real estate that's all i want to do uh i don't have time to make videos and like hey join exp and i'll sponsor you because with sponsorship i really feel like um if you're gonna be someone's sponsor you really should take um be responsible for their success here at exp right Mm -hmm. and you should really shouldn't just sign them up and uh, just then be a number here and you just collect money. You should really uh, be an integral part of their growth here in the company. And so that's how I want to be. If I'm your sponsor, I want to see you succeed here because, you know, I brought you and sponsored you into the company. Absolutely. Yeah, no, of course. And and it's not like, um, you know, it's you're going to take it personal. Of course, it stings a little bit. But, you know, here at EXP, a rising tide raises all ships. It is what it is. Um, and, you know, if you're thinking about coming over, reach out to Anthony, come straight to the source, ask your questions here, because um, if you ask your broker, they're, of course, going to tell you, negative things because they want to keep you your source of revenue for them, source of income. So um, come to EXP's, look at, uh, you know, ask your questions, look at the upline, see how it's going to benefit you because there are a lot of different options and a lot of different uh, paths to take here. But I'll tell you what, it's it's worth the move out of, uh, I believe, 
and you are my 250th podcast guest. Out of 250 podcast guests, all icon agents, you know, they they've just raved about EXP. Reach out to any of them, reach out to Anthony and find out. Find out for yourself. That's all you could do. And um, Anthony, that's that's pretty much it. Is there anything that you want to wrap up on today to kind of get people to make the move or reach out or be better? Oh, uh, no, I really appreciate you uh, having me on today. This was great. Yeah, 40 minute, 40 minute podcast. That was awesome. Didn't even feel that long. Hopefully it didn't to you anyway. Um, it didn't to me, but you know, of course you could be like, this girl's talking my ear off. Uh, but I thought it was great. Anthony, are you going to be at EXP con? I don't know yet. Um, I'm okay. uh, checking my schedule. We'll see. Sure. Sure. Well, if you're there, let me know. I would love to meet up with you. Say hello. Um, you know, get a little bit of IRL in real life experience with you. And uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks and so we'll much. be in touch. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks, Anthony. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.